Hello. Welcome to Two Part Tales. We bring you new, original stories split into two parts. This week's story is Double Cross Bay, Part 2, written by C.J. Claypool, narrated by Alicia Claypool. World-famous treasure hunter Talia Ridley and her number one fan, Jewel, are searching for the ocean's call. The only thing standing between them and their prize is a treasure-filled cave full of backstabbing pirates. But what other mysteries is this cave hiding? I think we might need to split up, Talia said under her breath. She knelt down to speak with Jewel face to face. I'm going to work my way over to the captain. See if I can figure out what he's up to with that other worker. Jewel couldn't say anything. The thought of being more than a few steps from her storybook hero in a cave full of pirates didn't sit well with her. But the idea of admitting that she was afraid was even worse. Talia noticed the uncertainty on the girl's face. I need your help on this one, Jewel, she started. You're going to use the all-knowing compass to find the ocean's call while I go distract these guys, okay? Jewel swallowed and nodded. She pulled out the compass and held it in front of her. But how? she asked. I haven't been able to get it to do anything but point north since you gave it to me last summer. Talia reached out to open it. She pressed a button on the top of the compass, just under the loop for the necklace's chain. Hinging at the bottom, the necklace face flipped open, and a thin red arrow wavered slightly before setting on the north-facing direction. That's the beauty of it, Talia said. At first glance, it's nothing more than an antique, right? Jewel held her breath. But if you give this post a little twist, Talia said, turning the bezel around the button that she used to open it. A light blue film spread across the face of the compass, causing the needle to spin wildly, reorienting itself in a completely different direction. And now that antique is a treasure hunting magnet, Talia said with a grin. Jewel's eyes doubled in size. She tried to take in another breath, but hadn't let out her previous one yet. Instead, her mouth hung open and she could taste the stale, salty air of the cave. Talia stood up and put a hand on Jules' shoulder. Now, I need to go babysit some pirates. You go find the ocean's call. Got it? Jewel closed her mouth and nodded. I think so. She tried to stay calm, but Talia Ridley, the world-traveling treasure-hunting heroine of more than a dozen best-selling books, just put her in charge of a mission. Good. You can do this, Jewel, Talia said. Then, wasting no time, she started in on her roll, wading into the line of pirates who were busy carting valuables back to the ship. Oh, that's a nice one, she said to the first one she passed, pointing to a golden goblet lined with rubies around its rim. That belonged to the first royal family of Rickenfar, off the coast of Vikanthir, if I recall correctly. She glanced back at Jewel with a wink. Jewel had to hide a laugh. Those weren't real places. Or were they? She looked back at the compass. Through the pale blue filter, she saw the thin arrow pointing slightly back toward the entrance of the cave along the wall. Jewel squinted, hoping that the ocean's call, whatever that was, might magically pop out for her. No such luck. I guess that's why they call it treasure hunting, she said to herself, and started walking in the direction the arrow led her. Jewel heard Talia continue to tell stories as the pirates worked. Part of her wanted to stop and listen, even if they were all made up. These were stories about people and places Jewel had never heard of. 
but she continued to walk, step by careful step, pausing to check the compass and readjust her direction as she went. Jules' attention was divided between wanting to listen to Talia and needing to find the ocean's call, that she didn't notice that she was being followed. The needle on the compass started spinning wildly. Jules stopped and held it steady. What now? she thought. She glanced up and saw a small stash of gold coins piled behind a more impressive mound of treasure. Is it back there? she whispered. She didn't expect an answer, but there was apparently a lot she still didn't know about this compass. The needle continued to spin. Jewel closed the compass and tucked it back into her shirt. She had to step over a tarnished suit of armor that leaned on the larger mound of gold. When she finally got to the smaller stash, Jewel noticed that all of the coins were stacked neatly in columns, not spilling about in heaps. This has to be it, she said. Jewel carefully took the first few coins off the stack, one at a time, and peered into the small window she made. Inside sat a light pink seashell. Hints of seafoam green and violet streaks swirled along the inner wall of the shell. Jewel cautiously but quickly slid the rest of the stacked coins out of the way. Then she picked it up with both hands and realized that she had just found her very first treasure. I need to tell Talia, Jewel said. She turned to find her adventuring friend ready to share the good news, when suddenly a large, smelly hand swooped down and ripped the shell away from her. I'll have that, the pirate captain said. I think I'll be keeping the whole lot of it after all. He grabbed Jewel by the wrist and held the ocean's call up and out of reach. The time for subtlety was over. Jewel yelled, Talia, help! drawing the attention of the entire cave. Talia rudely turned at the sound of her name. Jewel, she said. But before she could move to help, she felt two pirates grab her by the arms, holding her in place. Dirty double-crossing pirates, she muttered, trying to work an arm free. There's been a change of plans, Miss Ridley, the captain said, loud enough for everyone to hear. I believe this is what you're after. He shook the ocean's call over his head, although it looks like a worthless conch shell to me. He sniffed the shell and made a disgusted face. The pirates holding Talia laughed. Talia pulled against them. It's okay, Jewel. You're going to be okay. The captain chuckled. Oh, I don't know about that. How long can you tread water, little girl? He looked down with an evil grin full of gold teeth. The pirates laughed again. Captain, a voice yelled from deeper inside the cave. The crowd turned to see who it was. There's a chest back here. It's no bigger than a loaf of bread, but we can't open it. While all the pirates were looking back at the voice, Talia gave Jewel a quick wink. She struggled harder against the two men holding her arms. No, that's the ocean's call. It's priceless. Oh, is it now? the captain said. He tossed the pink shell down on a pile of coins. His voice was full of poison. Bring it here. He took a few paces, pulling Jewel with him. We can't, sir, the pirate replied. It's heavier than a loaded cannon. The captain snapped back. Then bash it open and bring me what's inside. Talia pleaded. No, please, you can't. 
but her cries were muted by the sound of one heavy thud after another as a team of pirates pounded at the chest. They smashed it with driftwood and rocks, chipping away the large lock on the front of the chest. One pirate picked up a nearby sword that was laying on the cavern floor and started hacking. Jewel looked back and noticed that Talia was squinting. She looked like she was expecting something, so Jewel tensed up her muscles and did the same. With a final low thud, the lock broke and clattered to the floor. Jewel's ears popped and started ringing. She could hear a few muffled voices through the ringing. It sounded like they were shouting. Then the cold blast of wind knocked her and everyone else in the cavern off their feet. Talia rushed over and scooped up Jewel and the pink shell that the captain discarded. They ducked behind a large chest and Talia mouthed the words, Cover your ears, to Jewel. The temperature inside the cavern dropped 40 degrees, making it feel more like a chilly autumn evening than a sunny summer day outside. From the back of the cave, through her covered ringing ears, Jewel heard more shouting. Pirates came running into view, sprinting empty-handed back to the boat. The captain got to his feet and yelled an order. Not a filthy one of you gets back on my boat without carrying his own weight in gold. But his crew continued to pour past him. And then he saw why they were running. A swirling cloud of white mist chased the men. Jewel could see faces in the mist, whole bodies, transparent and wearing tattered jackets and ragged pants. The cloud spread and then began to split into individual shapes, each chasing after a member of the panicked pirate crew. The captain staggered back a step and issued a new order. To the ship! Ready the sails! Then he started running as well, pushing and tripping his shipmates as they ran. Jewel looked at Talia with panic in her eyes. Still holding her hands over her ears, she mouthed the question, Ghost pirates? Talia smiled then held up the seashell and winked again. She nodded and looked toward the chaos unfolding in front of them, prompting Jewel to do the same. The ghosts flew through the air, pulling stolen coins and jewelry from the pirates as they boarded the ship. They swarmed the boat as the last few pirates got on board, taking their weapons and any loose valuables on deck. Then the individual ghosts began to form back into a thin mist that completely covered the boat. It swirled like a storm, picking up all of the stolen treasure from above and below deck, whirling them around in a glittering golden cyclone. Talia nudged Jewel, getting her attention. Then she held the pink shell up to her mouth and blew. Jewel uncovered one ear and heard the low tone it made. It sounded like the sound her grandpa used to blow across the top of an empty glass bottle of root beer after he poured them both ice cream floats. The spinning cloud of treasure lifted from the pirate ship as it turned toward the open sea. Jewel's mouth hung open wide as she watched it swarm back into the cave, dropping gems and coins, armor and crowns, back into heaping mounds all around them. She felt something land on her shoe. Jewel looked down and saw four golden teeth scatter across the floor. Gross, she giggled unconsciously wrapping her arms around Talia's waist as they watched the ghosts fly overhead, taking inventory of their precious treasure trove. Talia blew on the shell again, making a different note this time. The pirate ghosts reformed into a cloud and raced to the back of the cave. Jewel heard a chest slam closed. Are they gone? she asked Talia. Not gone, but they're back where they want to be, she answered. I knew you'd find the ocean's call, Jewel. You're a natural. 
She held out a hand, leading the way back out of the cave. Jewel felt her face get warm along with the rest of the cavern as the temperature began to return to normal. I couldn't have done it without the compass. She looked around the mouth of the cave as they neared the exit. So what happens now? You still don't have a boat, and I don't think it's a good idea to take any treasure from that cave. Talia blew a long two-note tone through the ocean's call. I have everything I came for. Pirates only want things that glitter and shine, remember? She carefully tucked the seashell inside her bag and nodded toward the ocean. That goes for ghost pirates, too. They won't be coming after this anytime soon. The wind began to blow as the two girls stood on the sandy beach. Hand in hand, they watched as a cloudy mist began forming over the water. In seconds, it was too thick for Jewel to see through. But before she could think of the right question to ask, a ship appeared out of the mist. It was big enough to handle the ocean waves, but small enough for one person to comfortably operate. Talia looked at Jewel. That's my ride. She smiled and knelt down and hugged Jewel. You were really great in there today. She pulled away and dug through her bag. Here, I want you to have this. She held out a leather journal. You need to start keeping track of your own adventures. Jewel bit her lower lip and took the book. I, um, thank you, she stammered. Talia hugged her again and stood up. She looked at the ship which was coming ashore, then back to Jewel. One more thing. She twisted a ring off her pinky finger and put it on Jewel's index finger. Keep that safe for me, okay? Jewel looked at the ring, shocked. Shapes of several different star constellations were etched into the silver band. Is this? She started. Talia smiled. The very one. I have to go, Jewel. She climbed into the vessel. Once she was safely on board, she turned to wave goodbye. Until next time, Talia shouted as the ship reversed direction and made its way back into the misty ocean. Jewel hugged the journal close to her chest and waved back. She stood there waving and watching until Talia's ship was out of sight. Once the mist cleared, Jewel looked back into the gathering of palm trees. I should go find Mom, she said. Jewel tucked the journal under one arm and started walking, feeling her new ring with her thumb as she went. It looks like someone found a buried treasure, her mom said when she got back. Did you enjoy your little walk? Yep, Jewel said absently. She plopped down on the sand beside her mother's beach towel and started flipping through the journal. I packed another towel, you know, her mom said. You don't have to sit on that hot sand. But Jewel didn't hear her. She was too busy skimming over Talia's notes, searching for any information the world's most famous treasure hunter might have written about the Starlight Band. That's all the time we have today. Thanks for listening. You can subscribe to this podcast to have new episodes delivered straight to your phone, computer, or tablet. You can also go to twoparttales.com to find links to our YouTube, iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, and Facebook pages. Until next time, take care.